Hi, everyone, and welcome to the third episode of Tea Time with Rosario. And today I have my good friend Bradley, and we're going to talk about his conversion story. Yes, hello. Uh, I am also Amcath. This, yeah. Hello, welcome. This is going to be good. I actually have tea the first time, so it's a series first. Got actual tea. It's like some, like weird. Uh, I don't know. It's disgusting, but it's, it's tea. <laughs> so tea, ah. tea time. Yes. Uh, anyway, yes. Hello. Oh. So I'm excited. I think this is gonna be good. Um, I really don't know much about your conversion story at all. So yeah. Fun uh. to learn. <laughs> Okay, well, it all started when I was born, to borrow a familiar phrase, specifically from episode something or other of the of SpongeBob, where, uh, yeah, never mind that. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, uh, religious education when I was growing up was nothing. Like, the only real religious training I ever had was when I went to a, it was a non-denominational preschool, which means Baptist, so, uh. I didn't, nothing was ingrained like, ooh, Catholics are the whore of Babylon. Um, but it was just, uh, like, it was just, like, basic stuff. Like, I, I knew how to read, like, they learned, they learned me how to read and speak English real good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, other than that, and, like, some basic religious, like, God is, God is real and other, so, like, the, like, Bible stuff. I don't know. Um, other than that, I don't really remember it. it. wasn't bad. Had fun, but I just that's literally all I had growing up. Uh, so from when I was like four to about ten or nine, I was just I don't know. I was I would say I was like the majority of uh, people my age. Were like well, yeah, is you're not you don't really care about religion. You might go to church every once in a while, but you don't really care about it. Uh, when I was about ten or eleven, I don't remember what. I remember just, I, I just been, I don't know, I just remember being like, I told my mom, I can remember this real clearly, it's just like, no, I'm an atheist, like, I don't believe in God, no, I'm an atheist, and my mom was like, Bradley, don't say that. <laughs> um, after that, I thought so about this in the shower. You, what made you think that, like, that, that made you say you were an atheist? Was there, like, a specific point where you're just like... <laughs> Melody Sheep. They're, they're, they do, like, auto-tune science stuff, and I was like, after listening to all this, I was like, wow, there is no God. I don't know why. That might not necessarily have been the reason they were going for. But, yeah, yeah infinite Melody Sheep Symphony of Science is the reason I became an atheist. Oh, wow. Um, I, yeah, but after that, for a few years, I, I just, nothing really happened. Like, I was, I was just an atheist, kind of went about my life when I was about 13 or 15, don't remember which, I uh, read the Communist Manifesto and was like, hey, you know, this sounds pretty cool. I'm going to become a communist. So I was a communist. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, sadly, I did not get the starvation part of communism, so I am still very fat. But yeah, no, I was a communist for like a year or two. Then we moved out to where I live right now, which is middle of butt nowhere, rural Eastern Oregon. Uh, my new school sort of like, I think it like softened me up, if you will, from yeah. being uh, 
well, from being atheist, like I was still like I was still very much an atheist, still very much a communist, and I I, I viewed pretty much every single one of the pe- of my peers as uh, hick rednecks. <laughs> and yeah, no, I really they were not. Yeah, um, how did you like get um, introduced? To whenever you said you read the Communist Manifesto, I don't know. I like like there wasn't like a thing I was watching. I don't. I just like I was just like I'm gonna read the Communist Manifesto. It was on my Kindle Fire that got smashed by my sister. It was actually I think it was on the same trip that we visited my sister that she smashed my uh, my Kindle that I read the Communist Manifesto one. Oh wow. She didn't do it intentionally. It was like we were in the parking lot for Safeway or something, and she smashed it because I was trying to hide it, and I lost my Kindle. No, I didn't actually. I still had it for several more years until it finally gave up the ghost. So sad. Oh. Anyway, yes. Out of all the things, though, which is kind of funny, but it's like you first said you were an atheist and you were that, and then out of all the things, it was the Communist Manifesto, and you're just like, this is it. I don't know. I, I'll say from like from my perspective, at least coming from that, like as an atheist communist, now being a Catholic, looking back on it, I kind of think that the communism took the place of religion. Mm-hmm. Humans are hardwired to believe in something. There's there's papers about this crap. I don't know. I'm I'm too lazy to source things and and or read them. Uh, but like they there's like they they've done research on it, and humans are hardwired to believe in something. Oh, but yeah. when you reject that, like in my case, like I completely rejected it. Like when I was like ten or nine, I don't remember. I was very young. I yeah, but um, so for me anyway, communism took like filled that god hole trademark pending, um, and it just like so communism became my religion. I became. I was still very quiet about it, kind of like I am about my, well, not, whatever. I was quiet about it, but, like, it became my faith. I became, I liked to watch people who did, if you will, apologetics for communism. I was literally in the boat that Stalin did nothing wrong for several years. That, yeah. yeah. And you are true, though, like, humans are hardwired to believe in an omnipotent being, whether it's like Catholicism and God, whether you choose that path, it's like humans are hardwired to believe that we need that kind of, and there's definitely a difference between spirituality and religion and people get that confused as well as a society now, but yeah, people are hardwired to believe and to to believe like a higher power. Exactly. even if it's politics, like a lot of people think like their politics is like a God to them. Because exactly. That's exactly what communism became for me was it, I, I don't, I, it was my God, like Marx, Lenin, Engels, Stalin, they were saints or prophets, if you will. Yeah. Everyone else was wrong. And like, they weren't damned because we didn't have that, but they were, I don't know what the right word is, but they were like the unworthy or the the unwashed masses. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Is there, do you see now, like, whenever you said you were a communist and you read the Communist Manifesto, do you see a lot of 
the things that they taught, do you see that now in society as like a whole? Like, are there certain like aspects or traits? And you're like, that's rooted from communism. I can't. Also, well, I don't know. Kind of yes and no. Like, I mean, like a lot of like the like as the time of recording, like Portland, Portland, Oregon's on fire. Oh, I'm from Oregon, by the way. I'm going to. Well, I already said that. Whatever. Uh, Portland's on fire. Like that's not that that we didn't like the communism. Like of my strain was m- much more organized. We were very much against the kind of random acts of revolutionary terrorism, if you will. Yeah. Uh, but like, I mean, it's the same kind of thing with like, I hate, it's a buzzword, cultural Marxism. That's a terrible term. Don't, this, if you, if you ever say that term to a, an actual communist, they'll laugh in your face. But like the idea that like the Soviet Union or communist China today, that they're using, um, like they're, like they're subverting institute. Like, I, I don't know I sound like a conspiracy theorist because I probably am. Uh, but like they that like they're using the institutions of a nation to destroy that nation like there's a there is a soviet defector from the kgb who basically uh, bresnik his name was he basically said that like what the soviet union was doing that they were infiltrating like certain movements say i can't really like I, like they would infiltrate certain movements like the hippie like the the countercultural movement or they would infiltrate like the like the universities and stuff, so that they could train people to be the next generation of communists or whatever to carry on the torch. So eventually, the nation would destroy itself, and that the Soviet Union or communist China would emerge victorious. And that does happen, but like for me, like the rank and file, you don't hear about that kind of stuff. Like I'm not like that's like why I have a, I do personally I have a hard time believing that kind of like ooh infiltration stuff. There's uh, to relate back to the church, Dr. Taylor Marshall's uh, book, Infiltration, that like the communists had infiltrated the church and that the, the current crisis we're going through is because communist gay homo bishops or whatever. Um, for me, I have a hard time believing that because mm-hmm. as a communist, I never learned any of that. I'm not going to say it didn't happen, but I just, yeah. From your perspective and what you knew and what you know now, like you can't see the correlation of it. I can, but I can't. Like, yeah. for like actual, also another little thing. Um, the left, especially the far left, it is not united at all. There's, um, there was a in the eighties, so like fifth, pretty much from like the fifties to the nineties, the FBI had a thing they called Con Intel Pro, which was basically it was infiltrating the commun- like the CPU at the Communist Party U- USA and other leftist organizations to try and create division in it. And it worked dramatically well. Like the left is not united. It seems like from my perspective nowadays as a someone on the right politically, it looks the kind of like people around you will think, oh, it's a big, scary, united monster. It's not. Even the right is not united. There is no true unity in any political movement because there's always going to be division. Um, Anyway, that caveat. What was it? Can't remember your question. (laughs) (laughs) We can go back to after a few years. You said you went to your high school in Oregon, and you said that it kind of tamed you in a way. So, 
well, it yes and no. I'll say like it. Um, it opened the door, I would say, because it, it gets up that me going to my high school. I think because there, there were there really weren't anyone who was outwardly religious, but at mm-hmm. the same time they held like a kind of an attitude that you could tell was like for me who was like an an outsider and very much a far leftist. It was like a complete culture shock. It was like they they had grew up in like, I mean, yes, they might not have had like religious training, but they still grew up in a religious atmosphere. So it's like, like well, not a religious atmosphere, but like a conservative atmosphere, which does have a more tendency to, for religion. Anyway, whatever, weird things. Uh, <laughs> but like it just, it, the culture of, of my high school, it opened a little door, if you will, that I would be more open to stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember when I can't, it was many, it was like 2017 end. like it was either very beginning. It was either winter of 2016 or uh, winter of 2017. Like it was, it, it was either in the very, very beginning of 2017 or in the end of 20, it was either in the beginning. Sorry. It was either winter 2017 or winter 2016. I can't remember. I think it was winter. It was it had to be 16. Yes. Anyway, um, my sister and brother-in-law and me too, I guess, because we own, uh, they're ranchers. They own the whole, they own land. They have cows, delicious meat, etc. Um, and they would, for when they winter them, they, at least they did, not anymore because they have other pastures. But um, when they wintered them, when they were first starting out, they would, they would just put them at their place. And they would they would drive a truck around and uh, fork hay off the back of it so they had food every day. Um, but one day, the tr- the truck that they were using got stuck in the mud, and since it's like permafrost, it froze immediately. Uh, after it got all permafrosty or whatever, they tried to use a tractor to get it out. The tractor got stuck too. Oh no! Uh, yeah, so it's like, oh yeah, great. If things, I don't know. Uh, sorry, I know I'm pontificating a lot. It's tea. I, it's, dang you and your tea. <laughs> it's still disgusting, by the way. Um, but yeah, the, the truck and the tractor were both stuck. My sister, brother-in-law, and my nephew, he's like two at this time, uh, they came over, and my sister's like, hey, Bradley, do you want to come with us to try and get the truck unstuck? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Couldn't hurt. So we go out there. It's like freaking 10 degrees out or whatever. 10 degrees Fahrenheit for any foreign British viewers. <laughs> Uh, racist. I'm, I'm, I'm eroding your audience. I'm sorry. Em. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> uh, but no, we, we go out there and my sister's like, hey, Bradley, do you want to pray? And like, my sister's not religious. She had more background in religion than I did. But I was like, okay, why not? Can't hurt. We said a quick prayer like, God, please help us get this tractor. Like, please help us get the tractor unstuck and the trailer unstuck. And then we just prayed. And I was like, that's the first time I'd prayed probably. No, I cannot say that. We'll get back to that point. Um, that's actually a very interesting caveat, which I will take as soon as I'm done telling the story. Remember the caveat point because it's interesting. Got it. uh, <laughs> uh, and the truck and the trailer got unstuck. And I was like, whoa. And at that oh, moment, wow. I came home called my grandma up and I said, grandma, I cannot be an atheist anymore. Like, I was just like, whoa. That was your moment. That was your moment of like, when I became a theist again, far from Catholic, not far from Catholic, but I was, I was not, 
I was just like, I, I believe in God again. I wasn't sure if it was like the God of Allah or uh, if, I don't know if it was like Allah or Christ or I didn't have a God really. I just, there's something, there's this work. There's not, you I believe that there else. was a higher power at that point. Indeed. For that, now going to that caveat, we will leave this there. And so, um, actually to end that, this brief section of the story, TM, uh, this is all trademark and I'm going to publish a book about it. That's a complete lie. I'm too lazy to write. Uh, I, uh, I just, I started going with church to my grandma first. It was like a, it was a Presbyterian church. Then we left that because the people were mean. And then we went to a, it's called four square or four life or something. It's a, it's, it's, it's like the, it's kind of Pentecostal esque. Cause like they have like the arm. So it's like you sit down, you sing a song, arm waviness, prayers, sermon, then you leave have donuts and coffee or whatever and i just remember every single time i went to those i just wanted to i was like i want to be baptized in this church it didn't matter i just wanted to get baptized i didn't even know like i didn't even know about the sacrament of baptism as like a sacrament of initiation i must have because i was like oh i gotta be baptized in this church but i wasn't i don't know but uh, anyway that's the end of the caveat church jumping now that's that is the end of the story now to the caveat that is interesting when I, there were times when I was an atheist that I remember that I had locked away, that I just kind of coming back, like, whatever. Um, several times my mom, like, probably about a decade ago or something like that, 2011, my mom uh, had a heart attack. And she had congestive heart failure. She was in the hospital for, like, a month. And it was, like, it's actually, um, my sister was living at my grandma's. She had her and my parents had a falling out and she left and moved to go live with my grandma. Mm-hmm. Um, but I called her and I said, Hey sis, mom's in the hospital. She's having a heart attack, congestive heart failure. She's, she was on the brink of death, but my sister came back up. But I remember during that time when the hospital was coming to get my mom and among other times I had prayed like, God, if you, um, God, if you're real, please heal my mom and I'll start believing in you. And I remember thinking that after she was healed and she got back, I, I remember like thinking that promise and turning away from it. Oh, yeah. And uh, and I there was like time afterwards where I was like, I was still an atheist, but I was like, I kept praying like every night before I go to bed, like uh, Christ, Allah, Buddha, whatever. If there is a God, please, please forgive. If I die in the night, please forgive me so that I don't burn forever I, I would say that prayer every single night. Oh, so wow. I wasn't a hardened atheist anymore. Yeah. This, yeah. Uh, I also remember my mom used to, before we moved over to where we live now, she used to go to, uh, it was it, it was non, another non, non-denominational Baptist one. It was the same kind of, ooh, arm wavy. I really didn't like it. But I remember, like, every time we were going there, I would, like, I would close my ears, kind of bend down in the pew and, and say to myself on repeat, there is no God. There is no God. There is no God. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> so it's like you were trying to convince yourself, even exactly. though you saw all these things. You were trying to convince yourself. I see this, and I'm aware of it. I'm in a church, but there's no God. So I'm going to try and convince myself that there isn't one. Because, like, I kept feeling, like, I don't want to say compelled. But like, I just like, there's something going on. These people are not just crazy lunatics. And I was like, there's no God, there's no God. So I would convince myself that they were just lunatics talking to themselves, which is not true. I mean, they're still Protestants, so they're kind of talking to themselves. No. 
That is a joke. Um, For legal reasons, that is a joke. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so that's that's caveat number th- whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, so after that, after very like hopping back onto church jumping, I um. I don't know. I just remember kept feeling like even right after that moment, I was talking to my grandma. I just felt called to the Catholic church, if you will. I don't really know why I had never had any background in the Catholic church. My, um, my mom had been raised Catholic and my grandma is technically Catholic. She's not, uh, she heard her husband divorced her and she found my grandpa, my not biological grandpa, but my, uh, my grandpa by marriage. Uh, he's actually my great uncle. My parents are technically cousins by marriage. So it's a fun shock to say my parents are cousins. I get, I can't say that anymore now because I've recorded it on a podcast, which I'm now sad. Um, I talk a country mile. Sorry. That's the sugar and the tea. Um, but I remember just called to the Catholic church. I can't tell you why it's just kind of there. It's like, Whoa, that's interesting. Um, and I just kept reading the documents and like, the thing that finally like just clicked and was like, yep, I have to become a Catholic was um, I was reading, I think it was Catholic answers. The thing that um, evolution is not contrary to the Catholic faith, that it's not dogma. It's not doctrine even, but it like, even especially with recent popes that it's not forbidden to believe in evolution. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, as soon as I read that, I was like, something just clicks. Like I have to become a Catholic. I have to become a Catholic. Um, and from that point on, I started to read the catechism um, and that's pretty much it. Kept uh, church jumping, wanting to be baptized in those churches, but like still, I was reading the catechism through that time. Took me about probably three or four months until I finally got into RCIA. That's a fun story. I had been, I contacted my local parish, my parish I go to now. Uh, didn't hear back from him. So I waited like several months. Didn't hear back from him. I actually still have the emails. Um, I didn't hear back from him, so eventually I was like, you know what? I'm going to email the diocese. I did, heard back from them, but like in five minutes, they connected me with the uh, with my parish. Things happened, kind of, then was silent for a week. And then after that week, I got a phone call from the secretary. She's still a secretary, actually. And she asked, so you're Bradley and like just talking about the faith and stuff. You want to become Catholic? So, and she said, so you're a prisoner. And I was like, what? I'm not a prisoner. I said, oh, God, no. Which my sister was like, Bradley, you are. Oh, you shouldn't have said that because you just said that to a Catholic. Uh, like, Ooh, yeah, that's kind of true. So that's still a bad memory. It's probably why you remember it still. That's not a bad memory. But um, so after that conversation, it was several weeks until I began RCA proper because, like, they were trying to contact. I was trying to get in touch with the teachers. We're actually my neighbors and now my godparents. Uh, technically godparents that were my baptismal sponsors, which does kind of make them my godparents, whatever. Um, so you, God is like, she started, my godmother started to text me and then no, got in touch with her via email, eventually met her, kind of, not really, but kind of. Uh, and after that, I began RCAA proper. I forgot a part of the story, actually. Then go back. I'm like, this is all about your story. Um, go ahead. I finished the tea. It was slightly less disgusting at the end. You're ready to go now. (laughs) The tea Um, is drank and you're ready to go. This is true. It was kind of cold. It was still pretty bad. I would not recommend 
it's like uh, it's like an apple cinnamon thing. I would not recommend it if you if you like tea. I don't whatever. Uh, Note to all my listeners: Do not drink apple tea. It's gross. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but we me I some I've been wanting to go to mass for a long time. There was a Catholic church right in front of my school, actually. Really, um, it was built for the sole purpose. It's it was it's a boarding school. It, I don't go to school anymore. I'm 19. Um, but uh, it, it was a, it's a boarding school, and the sole reason that the church was built was that so the kids that went to the boarding school could on Sunday they could go over and go to mass, and then they could go over to school. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, uh, but I, I I I had been dogging like my parents to go with me to to a mass for like ever. Eventually, I finally managed to convince my dad to go. We didn't really know what was going on; they could tell. Um, and right after communion, we, I was like, kick him on dad. We can leave. And my dad was, I don't think we're supposed to leave. And I was like, oh, come on. We can, I read, we can, let's go. And we left without talking to anyone, which is, is a reason our, my RCIA got set back by like two months, probably. Uh, but yeah. And my godmother said that after we had left that they were like, my priest, the, he's gone. He, he left, uh, he let, he went up North, but, uh, he went to a farm upstate. He's not dead, but he went to a farm upstate. Kind of. uh, he went to a farming community upstate. That sounds better. Chaplain at a hospital now. Anyway, so many caveats, I know. I apologize. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we went to uh, we went to Mass. We left. The, the people are like, who was that? And it was like, I don't know. Uh, except one person recognized him because he's the guy who sold us our house. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's my dad and his son, I assume. They're like, oh, that's cool. And then, yeah, RCA happened. Um, I didn't want to go with my – the reason, actually, that took two weeks to set up was because I had to go with the parents, and I didn't want to. But I had to, so it's, like, so it's not like we're teaching them, like, rapture and crap. Uh, after that, they were kind of amazed or shocked or whatever that I had – like, I had already read two-thirds of the catechism. And it's like yeah. not, no one even no one even reads the catechism. Why you and you've already read two thirds of it? What's wrong with you? <sighs> I don't know. Because you were uh, interested and you had that drive, and you're just like, I'm just going to educate myself, and I'm going to read the catechism. Exactly. Which a lot of times, um, men and women that are wanting to come into the Catholic Church and they're interested, they're not as interested as some people, so they don't like. They don't study as much as they should. They're like, oh, I'm thinking of joining this religion. I'm going to study as much as I can. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't do that. It's, yeah, it's like, oh my gosh, like there, it's, I mean, not even that, but like some of even like some of the RCIA stuff is actually horrible. That's part of the reason I kind of want to be a priest, which we're actually getting to that part of the story. So we began our, sorry, sorry. It's your podcast. I'm just the guest here. With a gun. No, keep going. Keep going. This is great. Do that like once. I get, I get to use that joke one more time. <laughs> um, I have the gun. I have the gun and I get it one more time. I get to use it one more time. That's it. I told myself you can use it twice. I just said you can use it once, but I'm telling myself I can use it twice now. Um, so I just ruined the joke. I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah, RCA was going for a while. I began it in like August, I think. Uh, there was a... Um, about a month, maybe two after I had started ICAA, my godmother was like, "Hey, there's going to be a um, a retreat, a day of the a, a day of the sun retreat." Excuse me. Um, 
a day of the sun retreat. And it's like, it's for Catholics and it's going to be like talks and stuff. I was like, okay. Can, and she's like, yeah, let's, do you want to go to it? I was like, sure, why not? So she somehow managed to get me, someone in RCIA, into this camp for high school or middle schoolers. I don't know how she did it, but I'm glad she did. Uh, during the camp, it was it was a whole bunch of talks. I don't remember any of them. I remember I broke my, like it was my grandma's rosary she gave me. I broke that. It's in my mom's drawer right now. For like two years. She had they had a jeweler fix it, but it's like missing a bead or so. It's I gave it to my mom. Uh anyway, at that retreat we had it's the first time I had ever been to Eucharistic Adoration. And it was gonna only be an hour, but it ended up being like two hours because the the all of the priests were busy. The entire confession like there were they there were two confessionals on either side of the of the chapel. And like pretty much back, not back to the altar, but pretty freaking close to the altar, uh, there were like just lines of kids for confession. Yeah. And it was like this like two hour experience of Eucharistic adoration. And during benediction, I cried. Like not, like not like, oh, it's so cool. But like kind of like a, ah, like an audible, like, ah, like, yeah. Uh, that's had, that, that's happened a few more times since, but, um, yeah, and after immediately afterwards, I was like, I I gave the I actually gave the priest who gave benediction a hug. Um, in, in this day and age, that's like illegal or something. So I should I don't know if I should say that. <laughs> that is not a critique on the lockdown or anything about COVID. Wear a mask, or you're gonna or wear a mask. Or you're endangering the lives of yourself and others if you don't. Yes. <sighs> Tea time with Rosario supports masks. It's true. Yes, tea time with Rosario. We support mask wearers. <laughs> Wear a mask. Please and thank you. <laughs> um, but immediately after, I just remembered, like, I want to be a priest. That was the first time I felt called to be a priest. And it was before I was even Catholic. Um, and thinking back, like, I remember thinking at the time that, like, it, it kind of all makes sense now. I had never had, I knew priests were celibate, like, I, from reading the catechism and stuff, but I was like, I just, looking back on my life at that point, like, at that point in time, thinking back on my life from that time, that's very confusing. But basically, like, after, I, I just, it made sense because I had never had a significant other. I had always been kind of, not a loner, but I'd always been a loner, and Yeah. Uh, and I just kind of was like, oh, this kind of makes sense. Maybe God's always been preparing me to be a priest since I was a child. Uh, yeah, that's uh, after that. Nothing more. Nothing really exciting happens uh, again up until my baptism. Uh, well, but, okay. The night before Easter Vigil of 2018, so this is March, either the 31st or the 30th of March, that we would we had that my priest. Um, pulled us aside and was like, okay, this is how what we're going to do everything for Easter Vigil. My godmother said, yep, yeah, and soon it, like he said, okay, if you were to die immediately after being baptized, like you go outside and you get hit by a car, you'd go directly to heaven. But my god, my godmother said, um, well, unless he gets raptured first, uh, rapture being a Protestant heresy, my priest turned like, like snow white, just like oh, mortified. No. And uh, he's, he was Polish. And so it's like the, the joke probably didn't translate very well. But um, my godmother was like, Father, it's just a joke. Don't worry. He knows the, the rapture is heresy. <laughs> and 
it was, that was yeah that's the only significant priest a heart attack yeah pretty much so hey i i might be responsible for the death of one priest <laughs> we'll see um i'll neither confirm nor deny this the fbi shush <sighs> for any of the feds listening right now like for legal reasons this is all a joke <laughs> like none of this ever happened this is yeah, all a joke. I'm still an atheist <laughs> um, no i i actually own all of it I, I own all of it because I want to be a martyr. Um, anyway, uh, baptized, confirmed, and received Holy Communion on the 1st of April. No, on March 31st, 2018. Uh, and that night when we got home and I slept, I don't know if it was a vision or probably just a dream. I remember seeing, uh, yeah, pri- we're getting into private revelation now. Ooh, woo. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's blasphemy of some degree. <laughs> um, I, I never thought I'd hear an oo-woo on my podcast, on too, my Catholic podcast. It's not too late to, to quit the recording in. No. Uh, <laughs> Stop now. We got to keep going. <laughs> Half an hour in. We got, oh, no. No. Um, but, yeah, I, I just, like, I had, I don't know if it was a vision or whatever, but it was, like, in Revelation you read about, the angels and worshiping God in the throne that they're like, holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Um, that's where we get that from the mass, actually. And I just, I was like, I don't know what it was. I was just like, I saw gold and I heard like bells ringing and constant, holy, holy, holy Lord. I don't know who the vision. It was probably just a dream. But oh, yeah. wow. This concludes my conversion story. Uh, there's other things and I mean, that's really it so before i was catholic i wanted to be a priest this concludes my story i'm not as dramatic as uh, uh as reverendus he's in he's in the navy now well he's in the basic training as at the time of recording he uh, is in the navy and i miss him so much I do too. like he's like the lifeblood of i don't want to say he's the like the life of the party because we're all the life of the party at cat that is, is true it's like once I'm gone, it's like it's just there's a lot more dead air. Oh, uh, dead air. <laughs> when he hears this, it's just gonna inflate his ego so I, much more. I know, and that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> Rev, when you hear this, we love you. We love you, Rev. You do. Godspeed. Uh hopefully you don't get submarine duty. Uh I actually kinda hope he does, but that's never mind. Um, I mean, hey, with his ego inflating, the submarine might start to fly. Whoa! That would be so cool. <laughs> the first flying submarine is <laughs> Reverendus's ego. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We're such bad friends, too. <laughs> yeah, no. He's, uh, yeah. And I, I didn't, I never got to slap him, which I'm kind of sad about. I know. Um, I really wish you would have went to visit him. I'm just like, Bradley, if you go and see him, slap him for me. I'm, st- I'm still thinking I might. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I mean, he only lives, like, depends on where he gets stationed. Because uh, he might get stationed not far from where he lives. And if he does, and he lives where he lives, I'm only, like, 200 miles from him. It's only, like, a day's journey. And I, it, it would be worth it to go down and slap him. Indeed. <sighs> During his wafer-eating ritual. Oh, no, don't say that. <laughs> no, uh. <laughs> anyway, we're getting derailed a little bit. A little bit, a little bit. Um, 
So hypothetical question. If you hadn't have felt some call to like religion whenever you said you were a communist. I would have been a school shooter. Oh my gosh, Bradley. There's a meme on Cat Talk. Uh, that's I. I know. Bit. I've seen it. Yeah, I shot a Book of Mormon and I missed two shots because I had my phone in my hand. Whatever, and make fun of me for it. But like, I, I honestly, I, I do believe that. Like, and, and the meme is, um, it's, it's me holding the gun, shoot it like with over the, over the Book of Mormon. It's like that face when you realize you're not a good enough shot to be a school shooter. Oh um, no. Um, I do like, but genuinely, I do think I probably. I would for a while like I was that loner kid and I genuinely wasn't incel. I was never part of like the incel culture, but I I fit the bill. And I I I kind of felt like if I had access to a gun, I I I, I I'm not sure I would be alive today. I wouldn't have killed myself, but I might have committed suicide by cop, as they say. Oh my gosh! So religion, in many many ways, like saved your life. Yes. Not as dramatic, like, it, I'm not sure that's as dramatic as uh, Revs with, I mean, I don't know. I would have gone out more violently than he would. Of drama. Like, it's, yours was definitely, because he, because Rev, he had um, a very religious family. And he grew up going to mass, even though he said he didn't want to. Where you, on the other hand, you didn't really have anything. You kind of had to find your own way. And thank God, you know, you found Catholicism and you're where you are now. I remember my mom said, sorry, enough, sorry for interrupting. No, it's fine. I'm just saying like, and it's such a very different, you know, exposure from between him and you, you know, from what both grew up with was so very, very different. My mom, uh, she remembers, she'd always like imagined that I, like she, she knew cause you know, mothers tend to know these things that she knew eventually I would find my, my way back to God. She never thought it'd be at the Catholic church though. Like that was, she was, she's, she's supportive of me. She's very supportive of me, but like, well, whatever. Um, but she didn't, she just, she, several times she said like, she never imagined I would be joining the Catholic church. She never thought I'd be a priest either. She always thought I'd be a lawyer. Uh, I mean, I'm not a priest. I'm far from it. I'm still technically, I am still a neophyte, which is not the only reason, but is a reason I have not be. I have yet to begin seminary and stuff. Ah, quite the journey. Uh. <laughs> it is. Were people surprised when you said that you were going to become Catholic, like your friends and family? Like, not, really? no, not, not really. I mean, my school was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, I, I don't know. Like my, my family really wasn't that surprised. My, no one was against it. I mean, like the part of my family that I actually, that I, at least that I'm close to they're like my grandma, she's, she's not Catholic, but like she is like, she's, and she's Catholic, like she's a Catholic. But she's all, not a practicing Catholic. She's not, she can't be, she, well, she could, but she has to be, she'd have to be reconciled. Maybe not. Um, um because the priest they had was like, your husband, since um, your husband's still alive, I recognize that marriage. And so they just left the church and everyone came, came back to it. My family is, they're, we're Irish, so we're very stubborn. Oh, um, I know all about that. My family is Irish and Scottish too. So yeah, we got that. Oh yeah, we're, you, cannot, you cannot change an Irishman's name. No. Uh, my, one of my favorite old jokes, 
Sorry. Once we make up our minds, like that's it. You might as well step out of the way. One of my favorite old jokes is the Irish would have conquered the world if God hadn't invented whiskey. I have heard that and I love that quote. Another <laughs> really good one is you don't know the strength of or, um, Irish women are like tea bags. You don't know their strength until they're in hot water. <laughs> that is true. Oh my and God. I'm, Never get an Irish woman angry. Ooh, oh no! Oh, they, oh, it'll come down on you hard. Uh, this is technically this is not off topic. I tell you. Speaking of the IRA, the Irish, the IRA. My grandpa was in the IRA, possibly. Great grandpa, not grandpa. Grandpa, great grandpa. He was in the IRA. They had guns. He probably shot people. <laughs> time. Uh. If I had that meme that I made of you, I would post it, but there's no way for people to see it. <laughs> I get to use it twice, and I did. No more gun. Uh... <laughs> but no, after that, uh, I was... The, the radical convert in me lasted for several months. It died. Like the, like the radical. I'm still... Uh, the over, like the overzealous, like the overzealous scrupulous is like scrupulosity. It's like, oh, anything I, any misstep and I could fall into hell. That's yeah. how it works. This God is a lot more forgiving than that. Um, but like, like I can definitely tell a difference. Um, you're still obviously very, very passionate about the Catholic faith. And I can hear that in your voice and I can tell, but you're not as like, as radical as like a very new Catholic who was just baptized. Like I can see, and especially like people who are catechumens and they're going to become Catholic. Like there are a few on the server and I can see the difference of their very, very, very like harsh in how they speak about the Catholic faith. Yeah, it's, it's not like, like negative. It's just, they're, they're very, very passionate about it. And they have not learned how to like temper themselves like yeah you, yeah you you learn it i mean like i've had twice there have been times where like my love for the like the the, the fervor is not dead it, it's not gonna die but it kind of it goes from like right now it's like um picture of fire it's like a fire that's kind of dying down but every now and then a little wood gets uh, added to it and it just flares up again uh the first time was when i found uh when i learned about blessed carl of austria possibly a relative of mine um, I just, really? the man, the man is absolutely saint material and he should be canonized hint, hint, Vatican inquisition who is listening clearly. Uh, well, maybe uh, they're going to be curious about this. Cause we're going to be on the same smear campaign as Michael Voris. So, I mean, all these bishops and stuff, they're listening to this podcast right now. Oh, I heard about that. I wouldn't, I, I heard, I, I heard that. And like, I, I, yeah. I heard, I had, I, no, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going with that. Um, but I did. I listened to the first episode. I didn't. I did listen to it. Listen to it. It's good. I listened to most of the second one. <laughs> it's a good podcast, though. No, really. I'm... Thank you. I'm really excited, and I'm really happy, like, everyone. I'm, like, getting so many volunteers for guests. Like, I said I was going to do it. I have said, like, like a month ago when I said I was going to do it, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I had no intention of really doing it. I'm like, it's a cool idea, but I can't see myself like doing a podcast. Like that makes no sense. Like not. Um, and then people are like, 
no, do it. Like I will be a guest. I'm like, oh, bet. Like we're going to do this. And then here we are. We're on the third episode already. And it's only been like not even, it's been like two weeks. I know. It's like, I rem- I also vaguely remember, didn't you only, didn't you join Cat Talk to see how far you could go until you got kicked? <laughs> yeah. Let's tell that story super quick. So I joined at the beginning of May. This is so funny. This is so funny. I joined at the beginning of May. It was like the, the first week into the second week. My brother was actually a member way before I was. And I downloaded Discord. Um, and I'm like, hey, aren't you a member of a Catholic server? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, send me the link. And he's like, what are you going to do? He's like, are you going to be active? He, he was just like asking me. And I'm like, no, I think what I'm going to do is see how much cursed things I can post and how much I can say before I can get banned. I want to see what I can say and how fast it'll happen before I get banned. <laughs> um, that was the original plan. And I joined and I was there. I was kind of like a ghost for like a good few days just getting like the feel of everything and kind of getting to know people. And then I started to be active by like the fifth day and I really got to know you guys. And I'm like, no, I can't do it. These people are so nice and they seem like really amazing people. I'm like, I can't do this. And that was in May. And here I am. A mod. With a podcast. A mod. And a mod. Yeah. For the people <laughs> that don't know, I was made a mod, which is super exciting. An 800 person server. I know. It's, and- it's impressive. Like congrats, my dude. My, my lady, not my dude. My lady. I can say that as a former atheist. <laughs> I had the fedora. So, yeah. There's pictures of me that are out there. Ask for me. Ask me on Cat Talk at MCAF or at King Size Chad. They change. It changed the name every now and then for the meme. But uh, yeah, picture of me when I was like 12 or 13. I think it was, no, I was 13. I am the epitome of fedora atheist i had everything but the neck beard i was too young to grow the neck beard i wait you were 13 in that picture I'm pretty sure i was 13 in that picture i might be a little older oh my gosh i thought like that was a pretty recent picture i didn't realize you were like 13 that's like six years i, I can't believe it. <laughs> it's like 20 <laughs> it was like december 12th of this of december so i was like i was i was like 12 of like 22 days away from being uh, 14 but oh wow <laughs> I, I i i don't know i i like fedoras i don't know i lost a fedora thankfully or sadly who knows uh, for christmas get yourself a fedora reclaim the title <laughs> yes just like we need just like catholics need to start we need to stop calling ourselves catholics and we need to start calling ourselves christians the catholic church is the christian church start calling it the christian church we're rebranding we're not rebranding this is like just recommendation for my fellow catholics please start to call the church the christian church that's what it is we are the church established by jesus christ the eastern orthodox yes they are also part of the church but they are schismatic they are not in full communion with rome therefore they are not part of the entire church of christ same with protestants yeah. protestants are worse i'll be quiet you could have a whole episode talking about how protestants are some of the most lovely people out there uh that's not how yeah. they are just protestantism itself is a very fun idea is a very fun religion to study oh for sure i have so many ideas with these newer episodes um i'm gonna get a lot of the other people on here um 
I don't know. I have a few episode ideas, but I'm hoping to get a lot more people with a lot like different backgrounds and different vocation stories. And I'm really wanting those to be like each episode have a specific theme because a specific person's it's being working on out. The show. It, it, it is working out. It's, it's yeah. Thank you. you I'm really happy where it's going. Indeed. This is like, it's, it's, I it's an accomplishment. I'll say, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's good. Don't get me wrong. It's still good. Now I'm going I'm to hear voices. I'm hoping this podcast will stick around for a while and it won't just be like a one season thing. I'm hoping that eventually as like podcast podcast popularity grows and more people start listening to it and I get a bunch of different people on here. I'm hoping to eventually get some really interesting people. One of the persons I'd really, really love to have on the show is John Doyle. <laughs> he is Catholic. He is- I know. That's why I want him on the show. And I just think it would be so much fun to get like him and like maybe two other people from Cath Talk and have this huge long like discussion about like whatever topic. Like I don't even know. But I think eventually having him on the show would be like the most based thing that could ever happen to my podcast. That <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I I loved I, that guy. I, <laughs> I <laughs> I don't know. I, I like him. I like him a lot. Uh, he was my replace. He's my replacement for uh, another conservative talk show host, whatever. Uh, Stephen Crowder. I don't. I don't really like Crowder anymore because reasons. I don't know. He's he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, as a former communist, do not become a communist. Not only if you're Catholic, because you'll be excommunicated. But you're. It's not. A, it's not pretty. Uh, no, it's not a pretty scene at all. Well, you know, hey, 100 million people dead. It hasn't been tried right yet. I'll be quiet. <laughs> I can. Yeah. Well, Bradley, I really want to thank you for being on the show. This has been the most entertaining episode, I think, so far. It's It was really interesting to hear about your story because I didn't really... I think out of all of my really like close friends on Cat Talk, I think I knew about your vocation story the least. I didn't really know all the details. I've never had a chance to like. I'm I'm, I'm I don't want to say I, I'm soft spoken, so like I, shy I guess is the better because like when uh, Rev would start going on his and start crying, he literally has cried. Like I have I don't have the recordings, sadly. No, I no he made me cry, which is very hard know, to do. Cry is weird. Right. I, I'm not like I. I wanted to share mine at, like at that point too, but I was just like I can't. Like I, I can't. Like after that, no. Yeah. But again, thank you for having me on. Uh, I hope this doesn't get uh, get thrown into a trash fire somewhere. No, it won't. It's not. A I think fire. it's only been a this- fire twice. True. <laughs> oh that's funny i didn't realize what i said oh (laughs) well this episode has been great it's the most chaotic 
episode, but it's fantastic. And I'm so happy you're on the show and we're comfortable enough to share these, you know, personal details about your vocation and how you became Catholic. And I really appreciate you coming on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. And if you're welcome. Words of William Shakespeare, please end it after this. When you're supposed to close it.